0: Lagos Talks 91.3 and Corporate Shepherds presents the Man of the Hour. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome, dear friends. To Navigate with I.D. Enang It's such an honor and privilege to be here with you today. What can I say? I'm grateful to God for the gift of life. I'm grateful to God for the gift of life given to you too. Because friends, without the gift of life, we can't do anything. Well, let me seize this opportunity to thank very many of you who came across um, yesterday. I was at the Mark Hack 1.0 uh, put together by the GDM group. And congratulations to Victor Afolabi and his team fantastic initiative and a great audience and also to the panel of jurors i say big congratulations to everyone it was at this function that i had quite a number of people walk up to me to talk about this program and the fact that you know they found this particular episode or episodes very very you know rewarding and that's also to thank those of you who have um, by way of utilizing other means to Either request for the expense tracker or to give feedback on how this has positively impacted your lives. Indeed, I give all the glory to God and I thank you too for listening. Friends, the world is about giving. If you don't give, you can't receive. But then if you keep receiving without giving, then you are one-sided and you become obese. And that's why for some of us, I take it as a duty and the call of God upon my life to share that which I know and to make others better than even I may have trod the sands of time. This program which we label the Business School on Radio is deliberate because like I keep saying, my objective is to ensure that individuals, businesses, and by extension organizations become extremely productive. And not just productive, they're confident in what they are doing because of knowledge. Knowledge is what drives everything. Without knowledge, you can't move an inch. And so we've been looking at the personal financial planning, which I believe may actually terminate today. Um, We've been looking at various dimensions of it. In the last episode, I spent some quality time talking about the family security, but a lot of that had to do with the premise on the financial freedom blueprint where I gave us a sense of the things we need to do and how we need to go about building ourselves. During the last episode, I actually gave a sense of what we need to do to protect ourselves. Protection here was within the context of family health, against early death, disability, paying off our debts, children's education, retirement, Around our assets and what we need to do about assets, and by building some form of contingency fund, all of these and many more, just for that thing called the peace of mind. The peace of mind is so critical, and it starts with family security. And we went straight into talking about the emergency fund. And I spent some quality time to open up that part, and I'll start from there in this edition. And hopefully, this may be the addition that will, you know, close or put a wrap on personal financial planning as we will move into another subject by next week. Funny enough, next week is a special week. Like I did say continually, May is a special month. And uh, if you know what you know, and if you've been following me for a while, you will know the significance of May in the whole essence of my life. Now, don't ask me any question, but you have the answer. I know some of you are just wondering, what could it be? What couldn't it be? Whatever it is that you think it is, it is. Let me leave you with that. It's not torture, but I just love the fact that you're kept in suspense. Friends, what is it to have an emergency phone? A certain gentleman asked me a question on Twitter. came very boldly to say, bros. The way he put it, he said, bros me, I have messed up. I'm seriously in debt. How do I then, you know, begin the process of having an emergency fund or even saving when already I am in, you know, minus, so to speak? And what I said to him is what I want to start with. You see, income, just the same way you say, come in. There is nothing that you can do without work. And work, W-O-R-K, productive work will bring an income. I'm not saying that if you get into illegality, yes, it is work. It will give you income, but it is short lived. The day you are caught, that day, the outcome will tell you that the income was not proper. But I'm talking about legitimate, fair, and just income by productive work. When you earn what you earn, what determines how far you can go in putting away some money first and foremost is your personal discipline discipline is something that is not given to everybody financial discipline is not given to all but one thing you have within your control is moderation the other part of it is understanding your ecosystem if you have friends or you don't have self-confidence, you would like to be like others whilst they are living their own lives. And by the way, like I always say to you, many times people kind of shield us from the real them. You might think you have a friend, but that friend, you may not really know what she or he is up to. A lot of people fake it to make it, and we just follow them without understanding that they are living fake lives. And you would have gone far into the game before realizing, my God, how do I retreat? You can still retreat. So if your expense or expenses are very wild and far and in between, you will always run on that because you are living a fake life. You want to follow the Joneses. You want to be like the Joneses. You want to be seen, to be here, there. You're rolling out the drums and you know you do not have the substance. It's just a matter of time. You are very good candidate for crime, for criminality, and more importantly, if care is not taken, you're gonna put yourself in a perpetual state of servitude. So I'm talking within the context of legitimacy. Be a legitimate worker, earn the right income, put away some of that. And that's what we want to talk about within the context of this emergency fund. It's all about your discipline. It's all about how and what you do with the people around you. It's also about what you hear. I like the way the Holy Book puts it. It says, be careful what you hear, lest you hear your servant even curse you. And that's from the preacher. You must be very careful. Many of us have itchy ears. And because your ears are itchy, you will listen to anything and everything. And once it goes in, boom, you act. And once you act, You're already an accomplice. It's very difficult for you to pull back or to pull away. So, where do we start from? It's important that you establish what your monthly expenses are. And to build an emergency fund, you want to have a fund for starters that should be equal to three months of your expenses. But it means that you need to scrub your monthly expenses, take away everything. That is not of necessity. Listen, you can start by putting all the things you do. You can start with a you and I, urgent and important. Then open another column, write in important. And then there's the last one, nice to have. So urgent and important will be food. Urgent and important will be your rent. Important may be new clothes nice to have is lounging. I'll just use those as pit examples just to let you know how you can um, place them in columns and begin to look through your entire profile. What exactly is urgent and important for you? What is important and what is there that is nice to have? Many people dwell on nice to have. And they leave the you and I as the excuse to ask for resources, or for help. What do I mean? It is easy for you to beg or ask your uncle, brother, friend to fund your urgent and important needs, but you focus on the nice to have to impress the wrong people. So if you are going to set up an emergency fund, the fund should be equal to three months expenses for a start, and then you move gradually to six months nine months a year imagine if you have 12 months the long term for financial freedom that means that if anything happens god forbid you can keep yourself for one year running and in one year by the grace of god you should be able to get back to a stream of work all of that is dependent on how disciplined you are and to make this work you need to create an account for it that is the account I shared with all of you when I asked you to draw a box and to put a cross into that box. In therein, you have 60% of your expenses in a corner. Then you have 20% of them as savings one for the rainy day and one for, say, for borrowing. That's then 10% apiece. There's a long term investment of 20%. And of course, the final quadrant I talked about, the protection part. Where you have your pensions, et cetera, et cetera. Now it then comes on on you to apply what I call the 60-40 rule. That is, the 60% is your expense analysis, whilst the 40% would be split between your savings and then your long-term investments. That is the 40-60 rule. Create an account. Have a deliberate account. I talked about my experience, just putting away um, little drops of monies, if you may call it, in my alert account. Where I? And then something is sitting in there, and it's just something that I'll drop in there without batting an eye And you forget that it's there. You can open an account for it. You can also go to an investment um, institution and then engage in you know, long-term investments that you can pull out could be mutual funds, could be bonds, could be anything. Money market instruments are there. They are awash. That's long-term. So you're 20% on savings, 20% on long-term investments, and then 60% will be your expense. You've started the process of creating an emergency fund. Why? All of those long-term items are assets that can easily be you know, liquidated and made cash whilst you also have cash in the savings. Now, I know that interest rates don't look very dandy, but isn't it better that you have something put away? Isn't it better than not having anything at all? If the rain beats you now, how are you going to get an umbrella? Are you going to share with your neighbor? Or are you going to be dripping in water? That's why it's important to follow this perspective. Then the next thing I'm asking you to do is to clearly define an emergency. What is emergency to you? What situation Will be classified as an emergency. If you don't, everything will become an emergency. And then you dip your hands in the same pie. You know, I shudder when I go to um restaurants or stores to buy stuff, and I use my ATM card. And the next question I get from the attendant is: savings or current? And I always react that I'll wait in at the save, I'll just chop on. But I realized that a lot of young people actually have savings type accounts and they're doing that because they don't want to pay the charges. I get it. But why would you open a savings account and then use that savings account to run your expenses? If you have literally kept a good relationship with your bank, go over working with them and tell them to give you a credit card. Apply for a credit card. Where you can manage your expenses. I've said this over and over. It is your greed that will put you in trouble. It is not the cat. So if you go in there and you've mapped out your monthly expenses to be about sixty thousand, for example, you can easily ask for a credit card at eighty or hundred thousand. You can, and it's just revolving. Now, don't go ask for a million. Don't go ask for half a million. But the throughput from your account will tell them, that is the bankers, what type of amount they can approve for you. Take a credit card. What that credit card does automatically takes care of all your expenses. But you know that at the end of every month, you have to clear. But should you not have the ability to clear, you have about 45 days to clear. I mean, 15 extra days for you to clear. And if you clear the amount, you don't have to pay any charges. But the beauty of it is you are running an expense profile that is controlled. That takes you away from using your savings or your savings account as your expense account. Those are little things that eat into our system. And we don't know when we cross the borders from expense into ultimate what total denigration of the account. The other thing that you need to do is to ensure that that account of yours will become your windfall account. Anything, just put it there. But if you don't have this, you can start by ensuring that any amount you take out of your deposit account, you return it. When you fund the account properly, that is the savings account, you will see that even if you take out a dime that was not meant to be taken out, you make efforts to return it. And when you return it, it tells you where your heart is. Because every single human being has a goal. And because we all, we all have goals, we need to channel the allocation of resources towards those goals. i show sure that when people tell me that Their children's school fees are not paid. Their their house rents are due. What do you do? It means that you are not prepared. It means that for every month you've been staying in that apartment, you forgot the fact that you were living in in a house that wasn't yours. But if you are putting that money away judiciously, you would not be caught by surprise. It's discipline. So an emergency fund is not something that just drums up on you. It takes discipline, it takes a lot of willpower. It also takes a lot more planning. So let me step into what I call debt management, D-E-B-T, how to manage your debts. Very many people now are indebted in different ways, either to banks, to online institutions that are not seen, to friends, to family, So all kinds of platforms, debt is debt. And there's nothing wrong with taking loans. But what is wrong is when you don't pay, then you're being wicked. But you can manage your debts. Countries take loans. States take loans. Institutions take loans. Businesses take loans. And so as an individual, it's okay to take a loan. But it's not okay to swallow and to be uh, immersed. In debt because you'll be choking. And if the income and the flow is not coming through for you to service the debt, you can't have a peace of mind. I just wish you know we had strong institutions. Then you'll see that a lot of the supposed rich men you see every day, they are just walking corpses in debt because they don't have any peace. A lot of them are in debt. And because they can, through connivance, find their way in some ways of manipulating the system, they keep pushing it forward. That's why after a while, you see some, some property or properties in different places going under. It's because they didn't manage the debt well. So talking about debt management, what is the first thing I need you to do is to identify and list all your debts. List them, no matter how small, even if it is a hundred naira list. I have a small, uh, I have one bro of mine. He's not small, he's a, he's a big boy. He came to me one day and he said, Bros, I'm in trouble. Actually, what happened? I saw him and he was looking very troubled. And I said, Come and see me. And he came to the house early in the morning and we sat down in our living room. And I said, What's going on in your life? I saw you and you were looking haggard. Is your wife and children, are they okay? He said, yes. I said, good. So what is wrong with you? He said, I did what you told me not to always do. I said, what is that? He said, I dipped my hands into some bad debts. I said, with who? He said, this online, blah, blah, blah. I said, I said, okay, how bad is it? He said, it is bad. I said, really? Okay, let's talk about it. And by the time he opened up, he had started from one. He collected, let's say, 50000 And the 50000 when he utilized it, he had a payment plan with them. And then uh, when he couldn't, he defaulted slightly on the month. Those ones started chasing him. He had opened the second one. He was under pressure to pay his daughter's school fees. And then he had to open another credit line with another, with the third one. And then that was how he just started. Vicious cycle. And this young man, you could see what had happened. Those same institutions or online, whatever you call them, started writing to his contacts. They started defaming him, putting all things, writing all nasty things about him. And he was very worried. It was what I saw was the lack of peace that I saw him looking haggard. So I asked him, I said, okay, how much is the total uh, debt? Put all of this together. And he put it together. I said, how do you intend servicing it? He said, honestly, I go, I don't know. I said, okay, we have started identify and list them, everything. And when he started listing, I now saw that truly this young man, he's not, he's not a young man per se, he's, um, he's in his late 40s, has a family, two beautiful daughters, but how did you get here was the problem or the big question. So, typically, I would not hit when the man is down, but I'll still tell you the truth. I said, okay, let us start by prioritizing how we will repay. We must start with those with high interest rates. So I'm also telling you, friends, the debt management procedure that you should embark on. After you identify and list all your debts, I want you to prioritize how they will be repaid, starting with those with high interest and a short term. So if you have gone to all these online stores or whatever they call themselves, and they give you interest rates of uh, 25 30%, I don't know how you guys get into such messy deals it's better you even go to a bank they'll give you the commercial rate but at least it won't be as bad as what you get from this online stuff so we sat down practically and when i looked at the total amount he was owing was somewhere around probably 400 and something thousand i said let us list it how do you intend pay and unfortunately for him he was running a business for someone managing that entity and for some reason, business had not kicked in well. And so his own income was tied to the proceeds that would come from the business. And because the business was not producing well, he could not earn. So he was stuck. And so I looked at him and I said, okay, here's what I'll do. I'll give you half of this amount as a loan. Payable whenever. I'm not going to put the time into you, but I'll give you half. So let's now start prioritizing how we'll repay. I said, how are you going to repay this loan now? So assuming you have 200000 as a cash line that is coming now, how would you repay? And foolishly, he started going after the ones that were harassing him. And I said to him, can't you see that the guys are harassing you that the interest rates and the amounts are very low? The ones that are yielding higher interest, you're running away from them, but that is where your problem lies. Because for every day, the interest rate is going up, this other one is manageable. I said, start from there. And I sat with him and we started profiling. And instantly, he could see what I was saying. Because many of you tend to go after that other debt that is actually not as bad as the one with the high interest rate. The one with the high interest rate is giving a lot more yield to your creditor. But yes, you focus on this other one. Cut a long story short, at least he was able to offset that. Now, I've seen him a couple of times after he's looking far better, but I have not asked him, what is the status? I want to leave him for a while. That's why he calls me, but I'll call him at some point to say, Alpha, I always inspect what I expect. So if you have a garden that is not producing well, do you inspect your garden? So I'm speaking to every one of you now, look at your garden of resources. In that garden, there's all manner of plants. There's cucumber, there are carrots, there are fruits. Which of them is yielding? And if it's not yielding, is it that the soil is bad? The soil in debt management is your heart and discipline. Friends, we're gonna come back on this. I'll come to it in the second half. We'll start from here and we'll build on it. And I want a lot of you to start coming out of your debts because you must create funds. You must grow and your life must be a lot better because you are now better aware. Let's take a break and pay some bills and we'll be right back on the second half. This is Navigate with ID. Brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome back my dear friends and distinguished listeners. I hope you had um a short break that made all the sense. I'm sure some of you that were listening were like hmm hmm you can do all the hmm hmm you want to do if there's no will to act. God forbid that you find yourself in a very bad state of depression, but God forbid. And just in case you are an accidental tune in guests i welcome you accidental in the sense that you were just scrambling to change channels and you found yourself on this beautiful station a beauty welcome Uh, it's the business school on radio and yours truly i serve as an anchor and the chief servant where we learn from each other we've been talking about personal financial planning and in the first half of the program i opened uh, the conversations around um, having an emergency fund. I talked about, you know, in establishing uh, that fund, you need to have a clear aggregate on your monthly expenses. The fund, you know, has to start with a mindset where you have at least three months of your expense, uh, you know, covered, and then you can start building six, nine, and that will be your road to financial freedom. But you need to create an account, an account meaning that 60% of your entire income will be, take it as your expense, Twenty, another 20 as your savings, and that could be split between 10% for the rainy day, 10% for borrowing, and I've explained that a couple of times, I won't go back to it, and 20% will be for your LTI, long-term investments, i.e. bonds, etc. And I said, you need to clearly define what is an emergency to you, because if you're not careful, everything will be an emergency. You need to separate your windfall income account as a deposit account, separate it from your expense account. And one of the things I recommended was if you can get a credit card from your bank, the better, but don't go take a limit that will blow you out of your life discipline. Take something that is within your grasp. You can start with a hundred thousand, 250,000, 500,000. I mean, depending on how... Uh, Your expense profile is relative also to your income. And then we then set into the topic, debt management. Friends, from what I see and where I am with the notes, um, today may not be the closure on the personal financial plan. It might be next week, which will be fine. The reason I'm saying this is because I've just seen the other headers which I need to treat. If I'm just spending half of the program on debt management, and we need to conclude on it, I would not be able to step into education planning, retirement planning, and of course, estate planning. So let's give ourselves some breather because we all need to come out of this alive and kicking well. So debt management, we talked about. What are the stages? I said you need to identify and list all your debts. All. Even if it's a small um, Mamarisi, that is selling your neighbor, that is selling Coca-Cola, and you owe Mamadisi 10 Naira, put it there. You then need to prioritize how they will be repaid, starting with those with high interest and are short-term. Now, the third point which I'm making here, based on my story about my brother that found himself in some very bad debts, um, you need to consider the risk and consequence of default. If you are one of those that has gotten into this internet um type banking, I don't know what to call them. These guys that provide loans. I don't know what to call them because they are sharks. As far as I'm concerned, they are loan sharks. No matter how desperate you are, don't get don't go to a loan shark because they are truly sharks. Now you must consider the risk and I'm telling you ahead your reputation. These guys are going to paint you as a criminal. That's what they've done to a few of my bros. and the question I always ask them is, why did you not, you know, tell your wife or tell someone what you're about to do? But I always remember the adage in Yoruba, that says that the animal that the hunter will kill is the one that hears the whistle last. Your system is shut down with such that you will dodge from your own shadow. So consider the risk involved and the consequence of default that someone is going to destroy you, destroy all that you have built over the years simply because you collected a 10,000 Naira loan that moved into a high interest and became 100,000 and uh, became a choke. You know, going to take any of these loans that are unproductive is like going to fight in the UFC. It is the ultimate fighting championship where they will be flawed. And if care is not taken, you will submit at the end of the day because there will be different ways your opponent, and that's the way the guys work. They want to snuff the life out of you, not just punch you. They would like to snuff the life out of you. Thank God there's an umpire. So if there's no umpire, you're dead. Many of you would jump into depression or jump in front of a car. God forbid. But this is where you have to manage. Manage yourself in time. Consider the risk. The first thing I'll say to you, and you must take this, if possible, consolidate the debt and renegotiate with the lenders to ease repayment. That is always my first place. I recall many years ago when I, I joined a certain company. And when I joined, I was in charge of the entire operations. And um, I noticed that my, you know, my, some of my salesmen were compromised. And what I said to all of them, I said, a lot of you would have gone to distributors to collect, ah, mama, that's why you're not effective. That's why you cannot drive the company agenda. I said, instantly go back and issue a payment plan and agree a payment plan with all of them. So if you had collected monies from this person and you're owing, there's no way you can be owing a distributor who is meant to be your client and then you'll be telling her to, to buy products from the company. You will look at you and You become the puppet, and she automatically or he will become the puppeteer. I said, go back and renegotiate the payment plan. I'm saying to you, even if it's a bank, you have the right to open conversations about renegotiating the payment plan. There is no one that does not restructure debt, but if you find yourself with a shark, a shark will eat you and take you out. What you need to do with the shark is to look for a way to minimize the impact. But minimizing the impact with the shark is knowing the nature of what type of shark it is. You know, there are different kinds of sharks. So managing your debt is actually sitting within the context of considering the risk and the consequence, consolidating the debts, and renegotiating with the lenders to ease repayment. Now, there's something important that does. If you're someone who runs a credit card system, you will know that um, there's something called a credit score. Now, even if banks or institutions have credit scores, we all have credit scores. I have a credit score with my bank. I have with the institution. I also have credit scores with very close friends of mine. What do I mean? They have friends of mine that uh, you call and say, oh boy, Uh, I need cash. I need uh, X amount. You say, okay, no Allah, Which account make I send out? Because you close. And sometimes, too, they will call on me and say, oh, boy, you get uh, 500 there. I say, 500 what? 500 naira. say, get out. You know, we'll play. Those are friends. You say, no, I need like 1 million now. I say, okay, uh, send me your account number. And you push it there. And the person says, I'll give it to you in 30 days. What that means, on a private note, you have a credit score with your palace, with your buddies, with your spouse, because interspousal is also allowed. It's just that when men tend to collect from their wives more, and they don't pay back, men are very bad debtors. They'll tell you, honey, please, you have 200K there. You get 200K, my friend, father. For where? now voicemail. But <laughs> someone will be laughing now and say, this man self not true at the talk. So, if you are like me, if I say to my wife, help me sort out this, 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 I'll pay you back. And then she will tell me, hmm, your money, de plenty, I say, I hear. Then at some point, I say, how much is my bill? She might probably give me a figure. I then top it by 50%. That's a credit score. There is no time I will tell her that I need you to cover this for me, and she will not do it. You know why? Because I have a credit score. I'm... Bring this to a level of practicality so that you don't think it's only institutions that have a credit score. For you to manage your debt profile, you need to have and build credit scores. Not only that, it enhances your borrowing ability. Many of you listening to me now do not have credit scores. You have burnt your credit beyond recognition. In fact, if anybody puts you out there and just says, this is... My friend, he needs, everybody will run away. Have you seen the way animals run away from fire in the bush? That's the way a lot of lenders will run away from you when they hear your name. Because you don't pay. Your credit scores are zilch. Nothing. You don't have a score. Then you move from there to the formal institutions like banks. Your name is in every bank. You move to this bank A and you say to them, I'd like a loan of 1 million. They tell you, okay, fill this form. They go the back end with, thank God, with BVN now, they'll just go through the entire risk management process and boom. Everybody will just show the alert, red, 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 red. This man, we cannot give him, this man cannot. Why do you think when you want to open an account, they ask for references? There are many of you that can't open accounts, either corporate accounts or personal accounts. Why? because you don't have a good score. No bank is ready to say this is a beloved client. We believe in him. Why is that so? It's a lack of discipline. It means you don't have the basic tenets of integrity. And when you don't have a good credit score with your immediate family, with your friends, with the community, with the institutions, then you are just the recipe for disaster. It means that you're going to live life as a loner. It means that, you know, you can't get out of trouble. So when you look at the ills of our society, it comes back to the individual, poor management of self. You know, each time I speak to this, and I say this with every measure of grace and glory to God, and say that, hey, you must fix yourself. Getting to blame others for every problem is not it. You are the architect of your own future of fortune. The way you lay your bed is the same way you lie on it. So if you don't understand how to relate with people, you will not understand how to drive value and add value to a system. Part of what will help you in debt management is to build your social capital. And that's what I've talked about. In a way, when you look at yourself all around, today you wake up, you have a challenge. This challenge could be very bad and dire, dire consequences. That's why sometimes you find someone, God forbid, get into some very bad spiral of ill health and there's nobody to rally around. It means you don't have social capital. It means that when, you know, like the proverb says or the adage, make hay while the sun is shining. Are you making hay while the sun is shining now? Are you sitting well? Are you living a life that people can really look at you and say, I trust this man. This guy is a good man. I can vouch for him. Many of you run small businesses on Instagram. You collect loans from colleagues to start a business and you don't pay back. And when they come to you, you will open your eyes and say, so what? eh? What are you going to do? You are losing your credit score. You are destroying social capital. One man will leave and give a testimony about you. Ten others will stand and corroborate. Hundred others will say it is true. You are finished. You are going to make your life worth living. And when it is worth living, it means that you must have certain abilities. Now, nobody prays for any bad thing to happen. But it can happen to anybody. Nobody knows tomorrow. No matter how rich you are, the total value of your assets, including cash, will be summed up in a certain value. So if your total assets and all the cash you have, for example, is one billion naira, even if it is one billion dollars, it just takes one dollar or one naira, over that total amount, you will become a poor man. Then you will need somebody. You can't be a mountain or an island to yourself. I don't know how it is, but that's the way nature and life has brought it. That's the way God has made it. That no man is an island. We are all dependents. But the degree of dependability differs. We are either independent or codependent or independent or dependent. One of those categories, you must fall into it. If you are dependent on someone, then you need to build a reputation that will ultimately allow that person to make you a co-dependent. But when your attitude is wrong, there's no way that person can vouch for you. It starts from little friendships. Who are you? What are your words? What do you say? Good morning. Please, can you, I need you to borrow me. A hundred thousand naira. I will return it two weeks' time. Two weeks' time, you are not seen, you are not heard, you don't make a call. You think that that person is stupid. He or she tries to reach you. You've switched off all manner of things, and then one month, two months, three months, you come back and you think that relationship still exists. Then you are F W O L. Then you think that person is foolish. No. The person is just looking at you. But trust me, he or she would have mentioned that tale or that incident to so many people you have not seen. And you're walking around feeling heaped that you've shafted one person. No, you've shafted that person's network. Because he or she would have spoken about you to his or her network. And all of them are looking at you strangely. So they call for a party. They see you dressed up so well the right makeup, and you come in, dance, and you even spray, and all of them are looking at you and saying, that woman, (laughs) never trust her. She's owing so-so. Everything she's wearing probably are all dead profile. Your reputation has gone down the road. Your social capital is dead. All because you couldn't manage simple thing, your word. Your word is not your bond, and it's not honor. So when you don't honor your word, you don't deserve to be called honorable. There's only one thing that will happen. So what is the way out of this, friends? I want you to understand that in debt management, you must always establish the cost of money and the lending conditions. And not just that. More importantly, what is the purpose of this debt you want to get into? This loan, why are you taking this plunge? If you're taking this plunge, are you going to get out of it many of us are so desperate to get the money but we don't think about why we want the money and how we are going to pay back when payback is not considered then it is going to be so easy for you to take it away for the time is worth now let me step into a different platform under this personal financial planning i talked about Education planning. It is a big header. Education planning. Education planning is not something you can wish away. Okay, if you're not married, fine. If you don't have kids, fine. If you don't have children, fine. But what about yourself? So let me start from you. Oh, it's not my responsibility. I could not, my parents were not able to send me to school. Until so I did not, um, if they had free education, my time, I would have. Do you know why I would not listen to people when they go on this tangent? My late grandmother, maternal grandmother, used to call her, I gave her the pet name, Mommy. My late grandmother, God rest her soul, was very, very instrumental to my upbringing. I mean, uh, my parents were there, but most times she was the one. I was the first, first child, and my mom was the only child she had for, and all for all you care. So you can imagine how that strung through. I remember very vividly, each time you know I would come back from school, she would take care of me, do all of that, and my homework. She would just look at me and say, "I wish I could actually help you with this homework," and you could see the desire. And I would always say to her, mommy, you know what, come and take this, gone are the days you know, where you have to draw A, B, C, whilst I'm running. Then I'll tell her to also come in and then take it on, she'll tell no. So by the time my younger ones came through, because the difference between in age, my next, my next brother, my younger brother is about six years apart. And so by the time they started school, I saw my grandmother right before my eyes begin to read the King Queen Primer. She started reading. But if you gave her an epic book or the epic Bible that she was reading, she was very fluent in it. She could read the epic Bible back to back without, and what was missing? It was the English factor or being able to read English. But because she started with me, when time came for my younger ones, she could now read their Queen Primer. She could now, you know, when they are in Primer 1, she will, all their books that they read in Primer 1, she would take them. When we all, they've all gone to school, she'll sit back on our stool, and then she'll start reading. When I come back, she'll say, come here, come and sit down. What does this mean? And I will pronounce it for her. I didn't realize that my grandmother was learning. By the time... You knew it. She was now able to read an English Bible. What a transformation. Unbelievable. But she didn't go to any school at all. At all. So when people sit back, there's a critical question I'll ask you. Is education important? Read, writing, is that important? By the way, education is not only about reading and writing or going to school. Travel is education. I hope you understand that. I don't want to get into that, but let me sit within the ambits of proper education and schooling. Is education important? If it is a yes, then you need to plan for yourself. There are some of you that want to take on programs now. You don't have a first degree. You probably have a school set, but you see yourself as being advanced in age. You don't want to be called the papa of the class. Because when you get to NYSE, you don't want people seeing you and saying, ah, this is not my papa mate. Is that what is bothering you? But you need to plan for your education. If you know how to plan for yourself, you then know that when you have children or with children now, you need to plan. So if education is important to you, you will also be important for your children. The next thing to ask yourself is, what school? What is the duration in school? What type of environment am I looking for? Is it formal, informal, or international? At what level am I in? At what level are my children? So my son is in so-so and so nursery school. The next stage is a secondary school. The next stage is a university or tertiary institution. I know they are coming in phases. How do I go about it? How do I make my choices? It is not everybody given to go to a private school but some will have to go to a public school or in some other clients, they say the county, the community school. When you get into that space, it also depends on what you're going to put away for your child. If you want your child, you know, to go to a private school, you don't start when the child is ready for school. You start when the child gets born. A lot of you would have naming ceremonies. What do you do with the money that they give to you? You work it. Why do you work the money? Go and open an account. Give it to your wife. Let her go and open it. Why do I put, say give it to your wife? It's because of that's what I did. The minute we had our son and they had the naming ceremony and people brought gifts, I said, go and open an account for a cannibal. That account was there till the age of 21. But at some point, I had to put in a plan every month. Then I started with 10,000. Way back, I moved to 20. I moved to 30. I moved to 40, 50. Then one day, he got to $100,000. i will give to the mom. i said, put it into the account. It was part of what we were saving for him, but not just there. I had to call FCMB. They had a package at one time. And I said, this boy is going to school abroad. Okay, where does he want to school? In the UK. I like the UK education system. What is the average of a good school in the UK? I got the amount, and we walked through this many years ago whilst I was at Cadbury, Nigeria as commercial director. I showed my entire profile to my team. There were 140 of them and I said to them, this is what I'm doing as your commercial director. Go and plan for your children. If you want your child to school abroad, now is the time. Don't wait for that time. I said, look at what I'm doing. I invited FCMB to come and give them a talk. And I opened my personal account. I said, show them, there's nothing I have to hide. And the money was insured. My son attended Warwick, master's Warwick. Not because I got up from somewhere and there was instant money to send him to school. That's why a lot of you get yourselves into uncanny stuff because you don't prepare, you don't plan. From the day the child is born, naming ceremony, open a small account, begin to put it in there, don't touch it. If you are the better of the two, the better of the two, meaning if the wife is better than the husband in keeping resources, Give it to your wife. If the husband is better, because there are some women now, 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 blue, blue. They see the money now, fume. You don't go. One of you must be able to get that responsibility. Then you start building. By the time the next child comes, open another account. It becomes like you manage a business. Each brand becomes a business. Each child becomes a line that you are looking into their future. Friends, it's a business school on radio. And we are going to be back when we look at education planning. If you have any questions, please send a note to contact at navigatewithid.com. But I hope this makes sense to you. And if you can, if you really want us to chat, you can follow me on any of the social media platforms. Bring this to the fore. My handle is at i I'll be more than happy to give you suggestions on how to get out of any kind of debt you may be in. But trust me, it is doable. Trust me that your best days are still ahead. Don't crumble simply because of where you are. There's always a good day. Weeping may dear for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. And that was Navigate with ID, brought to you by Corporate Shepherds.